Join us as we cover many an insane movie and numerous cult TV phenomenons. Are you ready to get jacked up? Are you with us? Then listen on. of killer dolls helping me tackle this is shelly carr <laughs> all right cam thanks for having me on the show <laughs> long time no see and yeah shelly i know I, right and shelly and i have all worked on a bunch of various independent films and, and what have you she's uh currently got her new book coming out we'll promote that near the end uh, but one thing that just makes us just guffaw more than anything is just seeing cheesy movies like Charles Band's Weird Brain. <laughs> so tonight we're going to pick it. He hit a home run. Well, I don't know if it's a home run, but with some degree of success in 1980s Puppet Master and then just kept doing a bazillion gazillion uh, sequels to this. <laughs> so... What was your introduction into just watching wacky movies? Was this kind of more like a USA Up All Night or Sci-Fi Channel, or was it more just kind of just like, what is that weird movie that keeps being shown at the video store? And is it any good, or is it like Leprechaun, where it's kind of so bad it's good? I think it's all of that. I, mean, <laughs> all I was a big Elvira fan back in the day, and yeah, and yeah, USA the, Up All Night. And... The first one is on her. Yeah, 13 Nights of... Uh, Halloween, they, they do include the first Puppet Master, and it is just funny just seeing her be like, wow, that stabbing actually just occurred. What the hell is that? <laughs> exactly. It is. It's so wrong. It's right. You know what I mean? It's feels good. Uh, and I was at that um, that comic, was it Comic-Con or that horror festival that they have in Dallas? I met Charles Band, and oh, you look no. at him, the guy looks pretty normal, but you go, okay, this yeah, is the yeah. creative genius behind Zombie strippers. I mean, right, right, puppet master. It's like, oh and, my goodness. I, 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 I see uh, fans discuss. Hold up, are you hearing that echo? No, okay, then it's just my computer. Then, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, it, like, like you say, it's just wild how this is its own canon, and I even. They made comics of these action figures for a while. They were briefly distributed by Paramount before losing the contract before 93 or something. And uh, it, it's wild what kinds of actors they would get. Just people from every kind of B-movie, Star Trek type shows, you know, Gremlins and Wishmaster type movies, even Phantasm. And they would just all cameo in these wacky movies like it was no different than making any other kind of theatrical movie. And I think that's what's interesting. It was a family owned business. And uh, in the book, it uh, came from the video aisles. They do discuss how it was very friendly. No one ever really fought or there was only like two people who just 
had to be let go midway through production because they just were not following any kind of producer instruction, you know? Uh, But yeah, compared to Roger Corman, I definitely don't get a sense that, you know, he he's marketing to very questionable shady people you know how corman would often have be like oh i gotta have some kind of mutilation scene or rape scene is like he wouldn't have to have even go there he would just be like i'm just gonna have a wacky movie and we're gonna have outrageously stupid puns you know <laughs> we're gonna pretty much just keep making what i've been making since 86 like terror vision from beyond all that shit <laughs> just uh clog up the showtime programming market <laughs> Yeah, it's good stuff, man. And I think it's so simple, right? But there's an art form here. Yeah. Hello. Well, that's what's kind of funny, too. I mean, they're, I mean, you you look at even some of the special effects people, they would work on various other stuff for like ILM or even Babylon 5. They they were used to working on any kind of movie and just getting it done. And I guess you could say, even if the, sometimes when the puppets are kind of shoddy, they're still kind of, (laughs) amusing and i mean i would never watch these in front of people i mean they're just kind of you got to know you got to know your audience so like i could watch it with you or someone else but i probably couldn't watch it with my family because they would be like cameron's a psychopath why does he find this garbage funny i'm like well that's kind of it some of it's kind of funny because some of it's not and other stuff it's kind of like i don't know why that's just kind of just very stupid amusing i don't know why (laughs) it's a stupid r-rated saturday morning cartoon is I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> we need that, man. We need a good laugh. You know, I mean, definitely needing a good laugh this year. I'll tell you that. Uh, something. And right? I guess you could say it's kind of like Peter Jackson's bad taste or mm-hmm. I guess a weirder version of the Muppets. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Muppets gone astray. You're right. Muppets gone Ape shit. <laughs> Program kill. Um, I think movie... So I, I, mean, I guess I'll just go through all these real fast. Um, there's no point in saying how many of these are because you just won't even be able to know it from even just a glance. Um, uh, so basically it crosses over with the demonic toys and bad channels and tall man f- <laughs> properties by full moon. We're going to just cover the main movies. So movie number one just kind of it's pretty downright serious and yet it's not really creepy and yet kind of how it's shot kind of does enforce some kind of unusual can't look away kind of notion if that makes sense (laughs) um this still commonly shows on amc which surprises me (laughs) i mean i don't know how you edit it (laughs) i remember seeing a guy get hacked away at his feet i was like whoa what's this (laughs) There's apparently people watch it though. That's the thing, or they wouldn't yeah. show it. So, hello, there's a lot of people out there doing this, even if they don't want to admit it to their friends. I mean, let's face it. Oh yeah, <laughs> right here. <laughs> apparently, uh, there was even a 3D version of this, and it was filmed for just in eighties dollars to six hundred thousand. That's pretty interesting. Uh, so. I, I I think we can all agree it just got our attention. So, I mean, movie number two, I mean, how does that kind of fare? Because that kind of just kind of pulls a Norman Bates and just picks up right up after chronicling the house. Uh, I guess upon rewatch, this one was just kind of watchable, but it was kind of dorky and took its sweet time. Uh, 
thoughts. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's well, I mean that that's this hasn't stopped the Puppet Master franchise, but you know, usually the first one is kind of it's a surprise, so therefore that makes it better just by the fact you don't know what you're going to expect, and so by even number yeah, two, yeah. yeah, maybe you're going okay. Well, here we go again. But again, hello, <laughs> we're still watching the stuff cam. So I mean, even when yeah, it's slow, yeah. you're still saying this is just so wonderful. I, I, <laughs> I what's funny, funny. What's funny is I couldn't even convince other people to watch it with me. They're just like, "Yeah, no, you're on your own on this one." And I was like, "All right." Um, movie number three, I think, stole the show because I mean, you just had it was just weird just having it be in a world war two kind of scenario. And the main Nazi scientist is played by another other than Richard Lynch. <laughs> Again, in classic scientist mode, didn't intend for them to be- betray his master. <laughs> um, yeah, that was cool. Uh, and what's even weirder, I think is just, this is definitely where it kind of rivals transfers in just, uh, the more we give you a weird backstory, the more you're just going to start just, Gut busting. <laughs> you did not just go. Uh, so movie number four, I didn't really remember much. I just, but I still found it pretty watchable. Um, it had some decent Canadian actors, Gordon Curry, Chandra West, and uh, it kind of took a sweet time going anywhere, but it was laid back. Um, movie five, I think was kind of even weirder because i mean had the same people and they were like they're they must protect their new master from a demon god that created the secret of life <laughs> i was like what <laughs> okay i believe you yeah that was cool i guess <laughs> the thing is, i mean you look at these this franchise or you look at like sharknado is another good example <laughs> first, it was just like oh my god this is amazing and yet it just went down the tubes from there, but we keep watching this stuff because it's just so shocking. We just can't even believe what we're watching half the time. If I had to tell you that how many of these were made, people would still be like, but are any of them good? And it's like, well, it depends on what you define as good. Um, There's ups and downs, but it's still so crazy watching these little homicidal puppets. I mean, what else are you going to do? I mean, it's just fun. It just feels right. What's weird is... (laughs) It does feel right, but I don't even, <laughs> I don't even think. Right. Do you recall any of their names even being said? I don't recall any of them being said. It's like the main guy's name is Blade, but I think they even call him that just in like the last few that were made. I don't recall ever hearing him. <laughs> when when they did the remake in Dallas, I remember. I can't even remember off the top of my head what they are right now, but that was that kind of brought back some of the names because we. Maybe because the producers were saying it on the set. I mean, I don't know. And they just kind of assumed <laughs> that everyone knew who they all were. Because, again, it is a cult phenomenon. Whether you like this or not, whether you think this is trash or not, there's a whole group of people. Absolutely. Eccentric people who really like this stuff. And they really know the names of these puppets. <laughs> uh, apparently. I mean, they've got pretty simple names to remember. I did think Curse of the Puppet Master, uh, which was in 98. Uh, that's where it kind of just got lost in the two. Where it's like, well, I, they didn't market it well. They definitely rushed it. Uh, Retro Puppet Master in 99 was like the first PG-13 installment. But 
you got to just watch it, uh, the Rift Tracks version of it, because, I mean, there's just something just very goofy about its trashiness. It's like just the slow motion, everything. The tone is all everywhere. Um, the first version, uh, well, they did do versus Demonic Toys. Uh, what was your take on the 2004 version of that? <laughs> that was pretty cool. I mean... My bad. I mean, they they did the doll man versus demonic toys, but this was the second versus match. And they, they they had of all people Corey Feldman. Wow. Yeah. Okay. There's that. That's rich. You know. What <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he draws a crowd too. Everyone. I mean, let's face it. It's also easily like the less violent. But I remember some people saying, "Oh, this is so violent." I'm like, I don't see anything violent about this one. Not even. <laughs> I mean, uh, the, the even the sound effects they make. Bzzz, there's lasers shooting out of them. Like, good God! And uh, now this is where it's at. I guess. <laughs> I don't know that it's. I don't know. I guess I don't think it's violent. I mean, for what it is. I mean, I guess. Right. This is not, I, this is not Hallmark Channel, kids. Come on. You know? Right. But I mean, it was just even so cartoonish by that point. I'm like, this is like the least violent of the whole saga that you would even have to remotely worry about <laughs> may not be pg-13 but it's definitely not hard um right i liked it a lot better than other people were saying it there was like oh it's a slow burn i'm like i don't know man it, it, it pretty much got instantly to the goofballness of it all so i mean <laughs> may not be freddy versus jason or alien versus predator but it's not i don't know <laughs> Uh, Don't you think these movies have like a beat? Like you need to have a killing. You better have a killing within the first ten minutes, or you're done. I mean, with any is, of these, don't you think? It is kind of like. I, I think you're on the point on the money. It, it is kind of like stand up. You better have the rudest joke you can think of for us to even, you know, still stay in the front seat and not walk out of the club. Um, it, or better yet, like. Yeah, your entree bit better be really killer if you want us to stay for Thanksgiving, you know, shit like that. You know, it's just uh, yes, it's that kind of goofiness. Uh, your your best few bits. Um, ironically, I don't even think the best few bits are in the first minute, but I mean, it doesn't really waste any time. It just kind of just has people just walk around being very goofball, and it's like, oh yeah, there's a battle going on. This is at least like Placid versus Anaconda levels of goofballness. Yes. Yeah, that's my favorite series. I, oh, I absolutely. think about how many bazillions of times I've watched that. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if people can say that's a slow burn, but I mean, as long as there's a little killing going on, I mean, you got to set it up for at least a few minutes so we know where we're at. And then, you know, just get at right least, into the homicide. Definitely the homicidal uh, puppets. But I mean, we, we want some kind of sense of just fun, too. And I mean it only gets to be a chore if you're just kind of looking around everywhere and you're like, uh, I don't even know if I should care. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. I mean, this is popcorn people. I mean, they know what they made. I mean, they made the ginger dead man for God's sake. So, I mean, um, yes, that's a real movie. Look it up. Um, puppet, Puppet Master's Axis of Evil kind of goes back to part three of just doing another origin story set during the world, First World War. This one took its sweet time for me, but I didn't find it all that boring, surprisingly. Uh, filmed in L.A. This is about when he transfers the rights. Actually, he kind of did that already with the Versus movie, but this was like the first of the 2010 movies. 
Mm. And uh, I think you were on. Well, actually, no. Then they did Puppet Master 10, Axis Rising. And whew, that was so close. But I, again, I even though it had Charles Band returning as director, I, I couldn't get into it really. <laughs> Just now, you were in. Actually, after this one, then there was Axis Termination, which is also a real chore. Don't be surprised, guys. There's plenty of other movies they did, but to add to the confusion, it's because they did a lot of compilations, basically, and uh, for those who just wanted the best dub moments, all the killing bits. Um, and then the one you were in was the last one they made, 2018's The Littlest Reich. <laughs> oh, my God. Was that really 2018? That feels like an eternity ago. Maybe because we've been locked in our houses for a year. I don't know. But that was literally... <laughs> I. I'm a writer, so I like to get out of my house just because I need to see human beings. And I like to be quiet and observe people so that I can go home and write about them, basically. And so that's why I like these movie sets. I have to say that that was the most fun I have ever had in my life. It was just watching blood and guts and puppets. And I mean, they bloodied everybody up. Of course, I had some wonderful scenes, Cam, but they were all left on the cutting room floor. So you can see my dead body out in the in the traffic circle in front of the hotel after, you know, wailed on me and I had blood all over my clothes. Oh my God. That was wonderful. I have never had so much fun. Yeah. There's like a whole bunch of bodies that pile up at the front. (laughs) Yes. That's me. I thought they were going to show this dramatic exit from the hotel, but Hey, you know, guess what? This is Hollywood kids, you know, it didn't happen. So that was cool. That was at, filmed at the um, Ambassador Hotel in Dallas, which creepily, you know, they thought that place was really haunted in real life. And then the place burned to the ground. Jesus. Yes. Because the owner had film and then I guess it burned. So it's not even a thing anymore. But it was so creepy in there, man. It was a perfect setting. I heard from a guy who used to work there. I won't say it because I don't want him to get in trouble, but I, I knew he heard from other people that they were just pleased with the formula. But to be fair, I mean, there's some moments in there. I mean, they got Tom Lennon from Reno 911. <laughs> yes, he's amazing. He's funny. I bet. I mean, how could he not be? I mean, yeah, I got to these... talk to him. He was very nice. His family was wonderful. So, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I was actually. Um, his real life son, his wife and his son were there. So I was going to play the mother of his son. And so I was holding <laughs> his son's hand while we were walking out of the hotel. I thought maybe they would show us doing that, but they didn't. But if you see in that movie, the part um, where the little boy is getting pecked and then he gets rescued by the guy at the end, that is Thomas Lennon's son. Ooh, so he's in the credits. If people look at that on the, um, internet movie database they'll see he was he was a really nice nice little boy and his his wife was real nice too so that was awesome i was like oh my god this is wonderful that's the other thing i like i mean these celebrities a lot of them are just so cool we like them. we like Charles. 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 yeah <laughs> so, no, that's great how many days was that filming total because i know they did some reshoots i don't know if some of them in oklahoma I don't know. I think I was only there like two days, but I think it was several weeks because I had been doing um, they had the gifted that was filmed in Dallas, the Marvel yes. 
one. So I was Excellent. in that one, and I met some people there who hooked me up with the puppet master. Should ya? <laughs> so I had just gotten done doing that. Another one where I didn't see myself at all. But if you ever watch it and you're looking in the cafeteria when the creatures break the glass and come <laughs> into the basketball court, I was in there. Hello. I mean, you know, this is Hollywood, though. Like I said, I got fed. Um, I hung out. I met people. I didn't really do a lot. And I made some money. So it was very exciting. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Kind of good. I what I I can't wait till we get out of this nonsense because it's been so hard on the film industry to be able to go out and see people in real life. I mean, what a drag! You and know, just, I, I just can't wait. As much carelessness and recklessness, it just gets to your senses after a while. It's like, okay, guys, don't have all day. You know, <laughs> just it's... right. Yeah. So hopefully, we'll get more stuff going on um, once we get past this strange pandemic that we're going through right now i hope so. i i don't think we'll get past it but i i think everyone got it for their head we can't have this happen ever again <laughs> no we can't the other thing you know even before that though i think the state of texas has had a lot of real challenges in the film business just getting the permissions to do things, which is really stupid. I mean, I, I just hope we can really open this up because it creates a whole economy, jobs, and like I said, e at least free lunches for many, many people in town. Free lunches. We might want to go get a meal, you know? I mean, I'm just hoping that that will start to expand and open up and we can get some more filming here once it is safe to do so. That's what I'm really hoping for. I hope so, because right now it seems like there's a lot of private events, elite stuff, and I'm like, let's not be elite. Let's have something for everybody. If you want to stop dealing with, you know, crappy people and everything, then you got to fix the roads, fix the neighborhoods, and <laughs> allow right. for more jobs instead of, no, I don't want anyone to have a piece of the pie. It's just like, where's all this competition that's not even there coming from? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's going to be interesting. We'll see how it shakes out. But I do have to say that was one of the most fun adventures. <laughs> I bet. I up bet. on a sidewalk. I mean, my God, it was a dream come true, Cam. I mean, and it had to just be fun. I mean, because you didn't have to think about anything. It's not like there was many lines. It's just a wacky movie. And you just got to you know, run out and scream and then lay on the ground and let stump blood all over you. Oh, this sounds wonderful. <laughs> I love a job where I don't have to think. I mean, that's great. You know, I don't know. It just makes Thanks. me happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all mindless. And I mean, like you say, it's just, it's just relieving to do all this pretend and just everyone's just feeling it. Just like all this sense of just harmlessness. And that says a lot. I know the city state guys ran into a scandal not long afterwards, but. That one, I didn't hear anything bad about behind the scenes, and it's good to have you confirm that. So <laughs> I thought they were great. I mean, they were really just a ton of fun to work with, and I loved every minute of it. So for sure, I it, was, it was just amazing. <laughs> I just, I just want to do more. I want to do more. People go, well, gosh, you know, you're just an extra. You know, that's not that much. I just think it's relaxing. I don't know why. I mean, if I I'm writing, I got to think about stuff. <laughs> I don't need to think about stuff when I'm hanging out. And you can watch the. I like to watch the production crew and everything. And they were just yeah, so enthused yeah. about it. They really love, there is a group, Cine State, who loves the Puppet Master. They adore it. And right, you can right. tell. 
And they really made a really blood and gore feature film that was not even um, suitable for prime time. <laughs> Oh, no. Which I thought was very gutsy. I mean, you know, I mean, they could have, you know, homogenized it and they could have probably gotten wider release, but they went with what their passion was and the way they wanted to do it. So I have a lot of respect for that as well. They didn't even <laughs> submit it for an R rating. <laughs> and like, no. There's no way. But uh, what's even funnier is, I mean, what was even wackier? I think this might be the most successful, unusual franchise you got a bunch of installments that never went to consistent places this one even went had a limited theater screening but the rest of them were either tv or direct video and it's just wild how there was still a giant audience for it, it they were shown on tv enough to where people followed it so it was like this is one of those i mean people would just gather just because it's just it's kind of like seeing a bunch of circus freaks and just telling unusual stand-up jokes and you're just scattered around and you're just like, okay, well, it's a party. There it is. Yeah, there's a lot of interest. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. And Charles Band was involved with the one Cinestate did, but he wasn't a director, so... Right. I don't know, but the person, the guy who wrote it, um, he was just passionate about it. Everybody there loved it. And it just goes to show, if you're that passionate that you're going to put that much energy into making a film, it just goes to show this is a cult phenomenon, whether people like it or not. So people might as well try it. You know, sometimes we need to laugh. We need to see need ridiculous to things that are not real. Okay. Right. <laughs> I think we right. see a lot of ridiculous things. They're real. We don't want those. We want the, we want some homicidal puppets. Come on. Homicidal puppets. And so I mean, that. at least it makes use of its gimmick. I mean, I can't say that it wasted much opportunity. It just, it had some ones that were full of itself, but I can't ever say that any of these were really all that lifeless, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think oh. it's even wackier how, like I say, I have seen Charles in interviews. He's just a goofball. And I think that's something that's kind of missing. We need someone, the money man, to also be the creative force some fashion and i mean for god's sakes he got all these other actors and other comedic performers and sitcom people to just appear in his films so i mean uh, he keeps saying you know hey you watched it i keep making them <laughs> it's just like so there it is and if it was that easy believe me everyone would do it there is a talent to being this good and bad at the same time <laughs> right. I mean, zombie strippers. I mean, really, I love that. I mean, that is insane. I didn't know he did that ridiculous. one. Oh, it's wonderful. Yes. <laughs> when I met him at the horror festival or whatever, I said, Oh my God, it's the man behind Puppet Master and zombie strippers. He just laughed, you know, kind of like, I'm laughing all the way to the bank. I'm loving it. <laughs> so that was just cool. That's a that's, good one. That's, that's great. That's great. If so, only yeah. he could do a knockoff of like Gremlins and Jurassic Park and have them duke it out. That would be funny. That would be very cool. <laughs> but he probably won't. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I'm not seeing him on the crew, but I, I have no doubt that Full Moon or whatever probably distributed it at one point. <laughs> if they can make money at it, 
they will distribute and it will happen because again we might not be telling people we're watching this crazy crap but we are watching and we're loving it it's just something wacky about it it's like hey you know i might not watch this in front of anyone else but i can't deny that this is just funny it's just no other way to describe it yes yes shocking and funny <laughs> i mean does it have aside from seriousness i mean what did you expect i mean <laughs> i think keeping the expectations pretty low with all of these movies would be probably you know advisable <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and then just being pleasantly surprised by you know just having a good time man I hope someone can have fun with these because then what's the point? That's it. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. Alrighty. So I'm going to let you promote your psychic book. All right. Um, I have a lot of books that I've written in the alternative healing field. So if you can go to my website, which is pastlifelady.com. Whoop, whoop. And just check, there's a book link and it'll take you out to my website. I had a couple books that came out a couple months ago, a couple different ones that I, I do some self-publishing, but the one that just came out yet today, I guess, is um, from Llewellyn. They do a lot of um, really far out books that I think your viewers might actually like. That's perfect. So they can check it out. But I'm also... A huge horror movie fan. Yeah. And so, I love it. Love it. Love it. We'll return after these messages. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life? Why not try? They must be destroyed on sight! The new podcast cure-all, sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts, Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host, Cure What Ails Ya. Warning, may cause atrophy. African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin cough, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. Hey, I heard you like movies. I heard you like to hustle. I heard you like podcasts. Well, guess what? There's a podcast for you out there called The Home Video Hustle. Damn right. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I put a bunch of movies in a bag, and PJ picks one out at random. And then we just watch it, and we talk about it for maybe like an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Whatever we feel like doing, wherever the conversation leads us. But do we actually talk about the movie? Most of the time. Ah, tangents galore. Yes. So believe me, we may be a movie podcast, but it's not always about movies. We might talk about video games. Mm-hmm. Music. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the big one, music. Uh, sometimes we might get a little bit of politicalness in there. Yes. 
Sometimes we may just oh we know what we like to do we like to tell stories, people. Yeah, yes. I am the master storyteller <laughs> yes. of the podcast realm. <laughs> Undefeated. So if you like to hear about movies, video games, whatever foolishness comes to our mind, the most random stuff you can think of, check out the home video hustle. You can find us on the Stitchers, yes, the Google Play, yes, Apple Podcasts, what else? Podbean, what else? Podcast Addict, goddamn, all that. Ain't no reason you can't get your hustle on. We everywhere, worldwide, baby. Hustle, motherfucking hustle. Hey, we can't. Cussing the promo, PJ. Ah. We gotta be family friendly. There may be podcasts out there that don't want his hair to say. Ah. 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 Good fun stuff. Well, <laughs> you. <Yeah. laughs> don't, don't run the listeners away, PJ. Ah, I'm sorry. But this is going kind of long. Yes. So we'll end this and say, hey, check out the Home Video Hustle every Friday on all the various podcast outlets. Peace. Peace. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And while Witch didn't make it to the top of the world, he did make the Gangs of Hollywood podcast. So join the gang and enjoy a movie review podcast about movie gangs, gangsters, mobsters, and the mayhem they cause. You can find GOH Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at gohpod at www.gohpod.com as well as your favorite podcast listening app. And remember, say hello to your little friend for me. If you take two old punk rockers who are past their prime, put them in front of a movie screen and give them a podcast, what do you get? Cinema punks. Cinepunks. It's the mixtape of movies. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Oh, necrophilia. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, crude. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. Unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this, like, little nerd glee with everything that kept Little history doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you, you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was How did you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. 
and we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. It's time, let's check our cue, baby Pair it with a couple brews, baby We love good movies We love the bad ones, too So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you Oh, yeah Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-life plot holes and gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy With your friend Steven Izzy at eilfm.podbean.com Welcome to Who Was She podcast. I'm your host, Tara Jabari. After a decade working in documentaries, marketing, and all things digital media, I found that podcasting is a strong medium to share stories. After years of producing for others, I decided to start my own biographical podcast, Who Was She? will focus on the life of a woman throughout Baha'i history. The first season is about Lydia Zeminoff. Lydia's story explores the subjects of the power of language and faith. Her father invented the universal language Esperanto, and she came from a Jewish family and became a Baha'i. She grew up during World War I and was killed during World War II in a concentration camp, despite heroic efforts to save her life. How can one person's life intersect with so many others, connect across borders, and inspire a biography which inspired this podcast? Over the next few weeks, I will share her story with you and the lives that were most affected by her and those who affected her life as well. They include her father, Ludwig Semenov, her spiritual mother, American journalist Martha Root, and the Baha'i German soldier Fritz Mako, who worked for the resistance undercover while having to serve the Nazi party. I want to thank the author, Wendy Heller, and George Ronald Publishing for their blessing to let me use Heller's biography, Lydia, The Life of Lydia Zeminoff, Daughter of Esperanto, as a main and instrumental resource for this podcast. So please subscribe and learn about this amazing woman who traveled through three continents in an effort to bring unity through the power of language. You can also find more information on our Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Who Was She Podcast. Music was composed and performed by Sam Red. I am your host, Tara Jabari. Join us next time as we begin our journey about Lydia Zeminoff. Hi, everybody. It's Mac Jackson. I wanted to invite you to a new site called the Forever Adventure Network. This website has everything. Pictures, videos, blogs. There's original music by Harmony Constant. 
two podcasts. One is the MacGyver podcast, where we celebrate Richard Dean Anderson, his iconic roles, and how it's influenced our lives. There's episode discussions, interviews, and life conversations. The second podcast is the Never Gets Old podcast, where we celebrate all the best things that we love in life, from TV, movies, music, and comics. The site is also the home for the MacGyver SG-1 audio series, an ongoing adventure series that continues the adventures of MacGyver and SG-1. There are also multiple stores to choose from for all of your pop culture and adventure needs. Come on by and check us out today. And thanks for joining the adventure. Are you sick of the same old stale podcasts? Well, then join Vanessa and Darren as they dissect movies of all kinds. The two lifelong cinema lovers bring their favorites, curiosities, and first-time watches to the operating table and inject them with a healthy dose of snark. Then there's the waiting room where they examine books and short stories. So just look for them on Apple Podcasts and where fine podcasts are available. They're part of the Legion Podcast Network. Follow them on Twitter at VD Clinic Pod. Join them on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash VD Clinic Pod. Or email them at vdclinicpod at gmail.com. They're ready to cure what ails you. <laughs> and still, they just might be a little contagious. We now continue with our program. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up.